Moncrief with Energlaze on News Talk. It is hard to remember a time when internet searches were not synonymous with Google. That very company was actually founded on this day 25 years ago. But how did it innovate and make itself stand out in what was a crowded market of search engines in the late 1990s? Remember, we had AOL, we had Yahoo, we had Bing. Joining me now is Elaine Burke. She's the host of the podcast for Tech's Sake. How's it going, Elaine? Uh, all good. So tell me, how how has Google become a verb? <laughs> <laughs> well, they were kind of the best thing in search for such a long time. And one of the key things about accessing the World Wide Web was that you needed to be able to find things on it to make use of it. Like there were early people on uh, online who were able to make use of uh, news groups and things like that. But you did need a bit of technical savvy to find the right things to find your tribe online. And Google just made that more accessible uh, and usable for people, made made the web findable, made it indexable, made uh, your content that you created and put on the web discoverable by other people. So it's hard to imagine, that, isn't it, that before like search engines, you had to know what you were going on to the internet for, <laughs> which is... You really did. Like, yeah, like you would have had, like there were aggregator sites and there were alternatives. I mean, I would have, uh, I remember the days of using things like Ask Jeeves and Alta Vista. Like there were competitors, but Google just took the market and ran with it. And it was because its indexing and its results were so strong. So was it kind of like stuff that's in the background, how their algorithms worked and how their code worked? Or was it just that the interface was quite, was quite user friendly? I would say it was primarily their results were so strong. Um, like you could say that the interface could have been part of it, but those that early day in, internet, kind of everything was a bit similar looking um, and there wasn't that much that you could do in terms of upgrading your interface. Um, they did kind of set the bar on how a search results page would look. Like everyone just started imitating Google once they became the main player. Um, and they used uh, the information from a web page to display there. So you had things called meta titles and descriptions were what were used in your search results. But they use this thing called PageRank, which they still use to this day, but it's been tweaked and changed many times over the years. But they they initially started with the idea that if a source on the internet was linked to from other sources that were nothing to do with it, so independently linked to from another source, well, then it was more likely to be authoritative. So say uh, if there's an article about Stephanie Preisner online on, on, on Stephanie Preisner's own website and other websites that write about Stephanie Preisner link back to that, well, then that becomes kind of the definitive record of who is Stephanie Preisner and what does she do? Uh, and the page rank has evolved so much more beyond that now. Like it, it takes into account things like how your website actually performs is it responsive for mobile use? Is it responsive for, or is it built for accessibility for users who have different abilities to be able to engage with your content? Um, does it load quickly? Uh, and they also still look for things that are trying to game their algorithm and game the system. In the early days, people used to just stuff web pages with all of the words possible and put that as white text on a white background. So no matter what you searched for, you might land on their page. Google quickly got around that, uh, kind of flagged those things, like identified that it was white text on a white background and kind of like did away with ranking uh, pages that use those kind of techniques. And today it has much harder things that it needs to uh, work against because there's lots of people who still game try to game the algorithm and sometimes they are successful. Yeah, I've heard a couple of scams at the moment about, you know, websites kind of scrubbing um, scrubbing, let's say, Dunn Store's website and then putting up a fake website with a tiny little typo in the in the web 
address yeah. and then like after 10 p.m. at night it becomes the primary suggestion so it's after becoming so much more complex um do you think that you know so oh yeah i remember that yahoo was a big one was a big competitor at the time it was kind of between google and yahoo and yahoo actually tried to buy google um for a lot of money but they i think they knew their worth I think they absolutely did. That's the thing. Like at Google, uh, they really stuck to their guns. Like I'm sure they had many propositions over the years, like 20, 25 years in business um, and they, they never got acquired. And like a lot of what happens now in tech these days is acquisitions. Like that's nearly seen as the goal for some startups. And they were, you know, it's hard to think that one at one time they were a startup, but they were two computer science uh, graduates in their garage who had developed this really clever web crawler and page rank algorithm. Like that's where it all began. And, Not without and their failures, though. Do you remember Google Plus? Google Plus was awful. It never worked. Like it really was an absolute uh, black mark on Google's uh, record. Now it's they've had other things that have failed. They have an entire division that's called Moonshots, uh, where they'll try di- like huge and uh, um, hugely ambitious things that may also fail. They bought Waymo, which was like a self-driving car startup, and we're still so far from seeing anything like self-driving cars really taking off. There are trials now currently in San Francisco, but it's a disaster. People are putting cones on top of the cars to stop them going anywhere, and it's just like it's not working out for them. And this is something that they've been working on for decades. I like um, the ambition, though. It's nice that it's something that they incorporate. Like they admit that they had Google Glass, Google Wave, Google Buzz, Google Reader, that Nexus phone, and Google Plus, which are all kind of failed attempts, mainly at social media. Do you think they're going to stop trying to compete with the Twitters and the Facebook now and just stick to what they know? Oh, for sure. It's been a long time since Google really tried to com- compete in anything that came with social media. And they do better in other areas. Like some areas that they're really like good with is, say, like the Google Workplace Suite, which started off as they first uh, introduced Gmail. And that became this email service that was free for people to pick up an email address on. It was run by Google, which was a really trusted top brand in tech. Uh, when people started signing up for Gmail, it was invite only at first. And they, they ended up building on that. They realized people could use Gmail for business. Let's create a business and enterprise. Uh, customer out of this. So they give people tools very similar to what Microsoft does. Yeah, to they run do have, I have to say, they do have a lot of tools, but I will always shudder when people try and send me a, um, a Google Hangouts invite. Anyway, Elaine Burke, host of the For Tech's Sake podcast. Thank you for taking us through 25 years of Google. Moncrief, weekdays at 2 p.m. with Energlaze on News Talk.